Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Dave Leniger. Join me as we discuss the mindset essentials for success, the power of service-oriented dedication, and the strategies for hiring key personnel. These are all things you must master in order to win in business. Let's get into it. I think to be a successful entrepreneur, you have to have a mindset that embraces the challenge, that's not afraid of taking a risk, that's curious about how can I do this better. Interesting aspect about uh, starting entrepreneurial businesses is even though you start from scratch, you usually start by imitating other people who have similar businesses. For instance, nobody cares who made the first washing machine, but they do care who makes the best one. And so when you talk about who made the first automobile, well, there are a dozen at the same time. You think of Ford because that was the one that eventually was most successful the soonest. And so usually an entrepreneur will take somebody else's idea and say, let's put a different twist on it. I could do it this way. I could do it better. I could do it quicker, faster, less expensive. Well, I think when I started working in the real estate uh, residential sales business, uh, I was very young, very skinny, still in the military with a military haircut. And so every person I dealt with was many years older than me. If you get into the real estate business and you're middle-aged, the customer meets you the first time. They don't think about, have you been in the business a year or five years or 10 years? It's just you're having a conversation. If you meet somebody who's incredibly young, all of a sudden there's this question of, how could you know anything? What happened with me was that uh, I struggled for six months uh, with feelings of inadequacy and embarrassment of my youth. When I finally did turn the business around, we discovered that I was extraordinarily service-oriented. I never cared about the commission, but I liked the people I dealt with. And uh, all of a sudden, that reputation preceded me as I became a superstar in real estate sales. And so that gave me the the confidence uh, that I really am a worthwhile person and that they're fortunate to have a man like me work for them. I look back over my career and a lot of people will talk to me about, I just didn't really feel like I was the real genuine thing. I, I kind of feel like I'm an imposter in this room. Never crossed my mind. Uh, I felt I earned my way there. I deserved my way there. Uh, I was dedicated to my customers and uh, I wasn't going to uh, take advantage of anybody. I had no problem telling somebody, this is the wrong property for you. I'd like to make the commission, but it is the wrong property. I know this in my heart, and here's why. And so people really don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Courage comes from confidence. Confidence comes from experience. Uh, the more experience that I gained in my career, uh, the more confidence it gave me to deal with everyone. Platform speakers will talk about uh, fake it until you make it. Uh, they'll say, well, act like the person you want to be and you'll become that person. And I believe there's some truth there. I don't believe in the phony rah, rah, rah. Uh, I walked on coal so I could do anything in my life type of thing. Uh, I think that uh, you just get enough lifetime experiences. Uh, you find what works for you and you do it. You know, early in Remax, the uh, going was really tough. Uh, we were trying to prove an unproven concept. A lot of people say, hey, man. That makes a lot of sense, but I'm going to wait until you prove it works because I'm already with a good company. 
And so you, you start having these feelings of, well, if everybody waits, I can never prove that it works. So in reality, I was personally offended with the name calling, uh, the rumors, we were rented desk, uh, we were going broke, uh, we really weren't a good company, when in my heart I knew we were, but how do you disprove it? And so Gail Maine, my first employee, my administrative vice president, 10 years later became my wife, was an interesting woman. And she told me one time, she said, Dave, don't get mad, get even. And I've, I've had that philosophy forever is I can't fix somebody's opinion of me if they've just heard rumors and they want to believe it. All I can do is go to work, do the best I can, and earn the right to a good reputation. You know, in the 50-year uh, up-and-down real estate cycles that I've been through, it's very easy to get discouraged. I might have gone home and gone to bed discouraged a couple of times, but the next day was the, another day. And the next day was another sunrise. And let's pursue our goal of success. And pursuing a goal of success, it's not a destination. It's a continuous journey. And the journey changes from step to step. And so everybody gets discouraged. Everybody gets moody. Everybody's tired, overworked sometimes. Sure. But no, it's you get up the next day. In the military, I learned you... Don't get to call in sick on Monday if you party too much on Saturday and Sunday because you get court-martialed. Uh, you are assigned a task and you'll be there at 6.15 a.m. You better be there on time or you better be in a hospital bed because there are no excuses. I think people that knew me understood that I was just optimistic about the world. And so I don't think anybody ever looked at me as a joke-telling, back-slapping, hyper-friendly sales guy. I think I'm a consummate professional uh, with a professional attitude, and but that attitude includes, I believe, in the future. All business leaders face uh, time periods of overwhelming stress, discouragement of how can I get everything done? Where am I going to find the money to continue? Um, those are discouraging things. You draw on your inner strength. Do you have big goals, little goals, doesn't take much effort to achieve. Big, gigantic goals where you know this is a lifetime effort. That means that there are going to be rapids in the river and it's going to be rough and tumble. And there's going to be long, slow stretches where everything is normal. It's just the way of life. I learned very early in the military, especially in training and then later in combat and active duty, is eat when you can, sleep when you can. Period. I learned very early because I work so hard and uh, I put 100% of everything into my life. End of the day, the minute I close my eyes, it's 10 to 15 seconds. I'm asleep instantly. Never a challenge. You know, when you're in competition, I don't care whether it's sports or whether it's business. As you age, you'll find out that your competition is younger, faster, smarter. And that can get discouraging when you get into your 50s and 60s and 70s. But the truth of the matter is, is that's the nature of life. And so what you have to do is compensate for their youth and their enthusiasm. And you do that through years of, of education, experiences, 
and learning how to do your job better in less time. When the uh, challenges came up and the lawsuit started, the competition decided that, hey, we really were a threat. They ought to find a way to drive us out of business. I just smiled and laughed. And I thought, I told you so. And that you're either going to have to kill me or get out of my way because I am not stopping for you. You know, the greater the confidence and the belief that you have in your product or service, uh, the easier it is to face the opposition. Lots of people will watch fighters on TV. Everybody thinks they're a really tough guy until they get hit in the face really hard the first time. And that is the wake-up call. And I've always comment a lot because I did fight professionally for many years and that, uh, you know, I thought I was the toughest guy in the world until I met one. You know, <clears throat> when we look at a organization to invest in, uh, two critical factors come to mind. Number one, key personnel. Number two, what's the unique product or service? The key personnel is the most important. Have they succeeded at anything before? How good are they? What's What's their uh, emotional intelligence? What kind of an individual is this? Is this an individual that uh, I can visit for an hour and say, hey, we could be friends? Or is this the kind of person I could say, hey, we can go on a trip for a week and we'd still be friends? In my case, the individual has to be likable. They have to be polite. They have to be kind and generous. And so if uh, we're making an important hire, we'll never do it in one interview and we'll never do it in one setting. Generally speaking, we will interview two, three, four times in different settings. For instance, I don't like to do meetings over lunch or dinner. If I'm going to lunch and dinner, I don't wanna think about business. I wanna think about the world. It's hard to present with your mouth full and it's hard for them to talk with their mouth full. However, generally speaking, if it's a key employee, we will always ensure that we do a very significant meal. I wanna see what their manners are. How do they treat the wait staff? What do they say if the food isn't correct? Are they kind and generous? And are they polite to the wait staff? Or are they overbearing and, hey, this isn't the way I ordered it, fix it. And so you can start seeing a lot of people, you know, people can be phony for a few minutes. It's hard to be phony for four or five different interviews. Hiring somebody for a specific task uh, varies from task to task. The most important thing that uh, I have learned from my mentor, Darren Hardy, is uh, I was over 60, 65 years old when I started working with him. And he was uh, 20 years younger than me. And one of the most important things he told me, he said, Dave, he says, do you know what the definition of success is? And I said, you know, Generically, you're wealthy, you're happy, family's nice, you're doing what you like to do. And he says, let me give you a simple answer. My definition of success is I want to do what I want to do with who I want to do it, when I want to do it, where I want to do it, and how I want to do it. And I have thought about that now for 15 years. And every time that I look at a business or an obligation. Uh, somebody wants something from me, uh, wants me to serve on a panel or speak, wants me to invest. I, I look at those things. I repeat it to myself right now over and over again. This is the end of my life. I have worked very hard to get the reputation I've got. 
I can make my choices. Do I want to go golfing? Do I want to go fishing? Do I want to start a new business? Do I want what? It always comes down to that. I look at those individuals and I think, is this the kind of person I want to spend my time with? Because if it's not, I'm not going to do it. When you look at generational differences, every generation thinks the younger generation is lazier or dumber or isn't going to work as hard or has no idea of the price they're going to have to pay. Uh, to a certain degree, there's some truth to that. My parents, they lived through World War II and their parents lived through the Great Depression and World War I and the Spanish flu, a pandemic that killed millions. Over the years, most people worked on farms, agriculture. They were self-employed. And then when the Industrial Revolution started, started moving people into the cities and uh, people moved out of the self-reliance of, well, I've got my 40 acres and this is where I live and I have to do everything to, I'm part of a community. In reality, there are differences of attitudes between generations and there's a difference in experience, but there are just as many fine young people today as there were in any generation. You look at the quality of the U.S. Special Forces, male and female, that are now in Delta or the Green Braves or the SEALs or Rangers. This is the cream of the crop. I mean, a lot of them, they could have gone on to play professional athletes and made millions. They fell in love with patriotism for their country and they're going to give their life for it. And so the world continues to be filled with really, really fine people. The legacy every generation has to pass down is to allow the next generation to be itself. And they might be different from us in many ways. We're all very similar in many ways. 